On today's show, Ireland get the bonus point win over Russia. Okay, it wasn't perfect, but we're getting there. Baz, get over it. We're looking ahead to next week. Okay, we haven't been playing too well. We've got some more. We've got this. <laughs> now that I see here, move on. Move along. <laughs> Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby. Together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. We're straight in tonight. We've got Andrew Trimble on the couch. We've got Jerry Flannery on the couch. We've got producer Pat tapping away furiously on his laptop in the corner. And we're straight into uh, our win today after one of our worst defeats ever in Rugby World Cup history against the uh, the difficult the, the Japanese at the weekend. We're back. We've beaten... Uh, we're back with an emphatic win over the evil Russians. Cue, like, evil Russian music. I mean, like, we're back, right? I mean, they boast staggering 17.5 million square feet of the Earth's surface, spanning over 11 time zones, 147 million people, and 4.3 trillion in their GDP. How much they get beaten in? Oh, Russia? Uh-huh. 35 nil. 35 nil. Yeah, and we've not, like... Whatever. <laughs> what have we got? How many points per... We've the clips more. We've the clips more. How many points per square The Guinness Open Gate Brewery. Uh, the Guinness Storehouse. Points of Guinness, just in points general. Points of Guinness. The Giants Causeway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> 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 King John's Castle. King, King John's, John's Castle. The Treaty Stone. Never heard of it. The rubber bandits. Rubber bandits, yeah. yeah. The square. New Grange. <laughs> Why do you keep naming all these pagan sites, man? <laughs> Felix, uh, we did a Felix. We did, we did a bit with. I know he's uh, gone. We did a bit with uh, with Ireland where um, we did like I can't remember. There was some play on New Grange and how it was built and all, and how perfect it was and how perfect their preparation was. And that was like Joe brought the guy in, like a historian, and, and then we went and visited New Grange and all. And then <laughs> I was rooming with Felix. You know why Felix is like. Proper Ireland history through and yeah, through. Yeah. I was like, Felix, don't tell anyone. I'd never heard of New Green. <laughs> <laughs> he was disgusted. <laughs> yeah, no, I hadn't heard of it. I've <laughs> never heard of New Green. <laughs> <laughs> I was there also. Get Felix on the line immediately. Why? What is Newgrange? Felix will crack up. Explain it to me. Oh, I don't know. It's a pit. You're right. Oh, you pagan. went to it, man. You went with Joe, no? But I find it really boring. But I didn't learn anything. Yeah, but you still must know what it is. What is it? It's just a big, um, like a big building made out of like stones, and it's uh, built in such a way that the like a house, like a house, I suppose, <laughs> <laughs> in, a lot, in a lot of ways. <laughs> like a very this old big house. building made of stones. <laughs> this is a big building made of stones. It's built in I such a way. I thought that was cardboard. The light, uh, the light comes in. I was in. afraid my hand was going to go through. <laughs> <laughs> The light comes in and like um, does it create a pattern? Pad, help me here. Do you well, know? Yeah, this? The, like the summer uh, and the winter solstice, solstice. That's yeah. it yeah. lights up yeah, the whole. So they built it thousands of years ago, and it, the sun shines in through a hole. <laughs> All right, nerd. Every year. Go ahead, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> we need to get someone on. We bait the Russians. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, the evil Russians. Dun 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 dun. Uh, the. With, yeah. <laughs> um, I wish. On today's show, we're going to look back at that game. We're also going to look at, I think we should take a little step back and look at the Japan game as well, um, now that we've had a few days to, to digest it. And we'll also look ahead to 
hopefully who we potentially will, will meet in the quarterfinal. Um, but we all know it's not going to be Russia, for sure. Uh, you <laughs> didn't see the game. You were in... Uh, I was on a city break with um, my wife. You were in Nice. third born in Nice, yeah. Nice. So... Um, I got that quite a bit. How often, how often have you got that? <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's... Count. Seventh time. Imagine being from Nice. It's a dad joke. You must get that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Um, but yeah, I didn't see any rugby at all. That's all right. Um, Talk it through it. Yeah. I kind of, I've been so up to my eyes in rugby, I kind of want to get into this Nice thing, but I know most people probably want to talk about rugby now. No, I think they'll want to hear about my city, city <laughs> nice, break. Nice, you got 60 nice. seconds that's to talk it. about Nice there. <laughs> okay, tell us about Nice. Um... Uh, we we did. There's nothing interesting to say. Actually, we just um, slept in, stuffed our face with croissants and, and food in general, and just lay by the pool. And uh, uh, Katie, so weather decent 15, over there. What? So weather decent. Beautiful. Yeah, like uh, 23, 24, 25, something like and that. We have Lorenzo, a sexy bastard of a storm coming our not, way. Not so nice. Lorenzo. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so sorry. I'm very unprofessional, very unprepared. <clears throat> but I'm gonna um, replace. Um, preparation with fake enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Deal? Yeah, I'll take okay. that. That'll do. Uh, all right, Arnhem beat Russia 35 0 in a sauna uh, in Japan. Um, bit of an underwhelming performance, all the same. Um, is it a performance they could be proud of, Fla, or yeah, uh, look get it. over it? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you weren't there, man. <laughs> you didn't see it. Stop doing jumping on gags and you don't know what's going on. You're just saying the punchline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was. The first half was I thought was really good. I thought we exited, managed the game really well, um, and then second half, Johnny went off, and I, you know, the you could say the handling errors were down to conditions, but. The first half handling errors, you know, there was a couple of first half handling errors, but not nothing compared to the second half. I think we had fourteen. Although I did hear Johnny talking about how. Hey, shut the fuck up, man! You, <laughs> were, you, were, you, were, you didn't even watch the game, man. You were I in knees. You were eating a croissant. Um, <laughs> Johnny wasn't playing obviously in the Japan game, but he was saying at a press conference how the first half the ball was bone dry, but by the time everybody's like sweat pissing off them, the second half's completely different. Oh, okay. Get a, get okay. A but I mean, the, <laughs> the hands <laughs> that are touching the ball yeah, yeah, I, I are the know. source of the sweat. I don't know if I bought, the ball doesn't sweat. I don't know if I bought that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when when Scotland played Samoa, I did I did the the analysis for Air Sport, and uh, I was going like it, it just because I, I I don't know how humid it is, so I was like, my God, Scotland have been so bad, so many handling errors, and I have these little Scottish trolls. I think there's like four of them in Ireland that watch Air Sport, and they're like this. Nee, were you slagging off Scotland? And I was like, but you've been so shit for so long, you know? Yeah. And then uh, then they were at me today and they were like, well, what do you get that one? And I was like, well, we still won with a bonus point, which is the same as, yeah. as, as Scotland, I suppose. But I didn't appreciate how bad the conditions were. Why, this was the stupidest <clears throat> question ever, why is it so hot in a in the roof? Like, do they not have air conditioning in there that makes it less Air conditioned an entire stadium. I, I don't like. Imagine how big the air conditioning units would have to be. Yeah, I think they just have it that the stadium is the roof is closed, and for whatever reason the roof has to be closed for for all games like, because you can get an advantage if the roof is open. I think. Okay. You know, like if if, if Scotland played Samoa there and the roof is closed, ball's really greasy, humidity's really high, much harder to play. And then Ireland go and play Russia. If the roof was open, it would be a lot easier for us. So it's a no to the air conditioned stadium. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was right behind you. Yeah. You know, the Japanese seem like the type to get behind a, a weird idea like that. I mean, like if you, if you know that it's going to be that sippy, it kind of ruins the game. Like, if you know it's going to be that humid and that... Yeah, it just it's starting to piss me off a little bit. But I don't think any of the quarterfinals are going to be in the stadiums that have the roof closed over. In the, they're going to play them in a sauna. In a sauna. Um, get that stuff, that dry core stuff. The reason Stick I asked you... <laughs> Wash it off the morning of the game. Tommy used to wear that whenever he went on the Late Late Show. <laughs> and he always just got really... Um, Tommy was pissing sweat today. He sweats man. a lot, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the most he lost <laughs> yeah. it, man, you know? Because yeah. he said he was there... They were trying to, we tried to put analysis pieces together. And, uh, and I was there, I think I'm going to do something on game management. I think we managed the game really well in the first half. And then Darius was like, kind of going, yeah, and I kind of see a little bit. He was like, well, well, what are you talking about, Darius? And then Strings was kind of into the microphone going like, handling air. And, you know, because like, you're clipping stuff all the way. And Tommy was like, try, it was like he said he was like trying to get wild cats into a bag, you know. And I was kind of wandering across preparing my bit. And he's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We have so much time. And then when we finished, like we actually did a really good job. Analysis was fucking yeah. really good. And then... Tommy was just took off his jacket, covered in sweat, and I was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" He was like, oh. "It's his forehead, though. He wouldn't have been sweating anywhere else. It would have been all forehead sweat dripping down all over him." <laughs> well, his pits, he was his pits were were right. Is he this told the me stuff? Years is, what's ago, the stuff? Because Fez used to be a crazy sweater it's as called well. Called dry chlor. Tommy said he went on the the late late show and he was like so actually nervous about sweating out of his forehead <laughs> that it made him sweat more from his forehead. So he was like all prepped. I think you put it on. You put it on your forehead and then you wash it off in the morning and then like your pores like, just it clogs up clogs up your pores. Yeah, you don't sweat out of your forehead or oh. wherever you put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the boys need to put that on their hands. Ah yeah. Get Tommy in as a as a um, consultant. Yeah. Uh, sweat. Tommy consultant. can be an ambassador for that. <laughs> yeah. Well the reason I asked whether they'd be proud of the performance is they didn't look like they were overly happy towards even running the fifth and sixth try, which were especially the sixth one was class. Yeah, uh, or is the fourth and fifth? Fourth and fifth. Um, you're you're kind of going. What pressure are they are they under? Like we know the Joe Smith um, effect. I suppose you've worked under him. Uh, is he that much of a controlling, uh, terrifying character that? When they're going out in the pitch, like they're they're winning, but they don't look like they're enjoying it. No and shit, man. Like, they, like it was the the first half, the first two quarters of the game were were solid. I thought they were good, and they should be really proud of those. And we went in. I think we, you know, we three tries, and uh, it was the next the next quarter, next twenty minutes. There was just so many errors, and we we just didn't play well then. And then I suppose we tagged on the the, the tries in the, in the in the fourth quarter, but I suppose it's. There's a lot of guys there who probably who didn't start in the Japan game who were looking at it going, this is my chance to get in the team. And probably after the first half and then the, the, the deflation of having so many handling errors, having so many turnovers, mm-hmm. not playing so well in that, in that quarter, they're probably a bit deflated there. But like, <clears throat> it's players are players, man. They're looking at the next game. So they went, well, we've got to get a bonus point win here. <clears throat> we did that. Johnny went and played. Unfortunately, Joey Carberry wasn't fit. Um, which I, which I think is, is, I think that's probably why Johnny had to get off the field so quickly as well, because if Joey's, if Joey's got an issue and if Johnny was to get injured there, I think, you know, that puts us in a hairy enough position then, like mm. with Jack Carthy there, because Jack Carthy's a really talented player. I don't think, or I think he's been struggling is like his skill set. He's like, a, he can make a tactic, but actually just managing the game, um, 
you know, so often he was just trying to put those little little dinks over the top all the time. And uh, a lot of times he carried himself when you actually don't want him. You, here, if, if it's not on, just give it to somebody <coughs> else and let them carry and you start arranging what the next couple of phases are. But um, that's that was my take. Yeah, so you don't think there's any unnecessary nerves there that Joe would create in the dressing room amongst players. Do you think that's a factor? Uh... I'm not sure if, if it would be Joe. Um, yeah, obviously Joe is responsible for the environment. The environment is one that if you get something wrong, there's two different types, and you probably, you probably, I think you spoke about something similar with Razi Erasmus. There, Skill and effort. Yes, yeah. So the, it's it's never acceptable to be in the wrong place to mm-hmm. get a, a play wrong. Ment- a mental error. Yes, it's never acceptable not to work hard enough to, to catch up uh, with the... With a, with a line break or to track back like Earl Z did against Japan, I think I think it is more acceptable to make a skill error. But I think you have to back it up. There has to be a reason for it. It has to be a rational reason. I've made this decision based on what we have, uh, our, our shape, and what they're um, putting in front of us in terms of defence. But um, like, I just think there's a, it's an environment where. It gets the best out of you. It makes you nervous. Like it, it's totally unacceptable to drop a ball that's in your bread basket. Hmm. Totally unacceptable, and I think it should be unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I uh, I went the the whole. I remember preseason. Uh, sorry, not preseason. Pre Six Nations. There's a week. You know the way it used to be. There's like a training week before you go on, and all the guys are going to play in the uh, first game. They don't uh, they don't play that weekend, so you train hard that week. I dropped the ball in a walkthrough, <coughs> and I got taken aside by Joe. Uh, and he was like, he wants to. He doesn't just give me a hard time. He says, "What what happened there? You know, is there a reason why that happened? You know, what's going on?" And he's basically suggesting it was a lack of concentration, which I would have denied at the time. But I think I'm coming around to the fact that, yeah, years later, <laughs> yeah, I definitely. And the reason why I I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but the reason why I would agree with that now is because up until very recently. <laughs> I have never dropped any of my kids. <laughs> I recently dropped Molly. <laughs> but, so it kind of ruins my whole reasoning behind it. But I don't think I was concentrating when I dropped when Molly. You drop Molly. Yeah, How so. was she past here? <laughs> yeah, she was on my shoulder. I don't want to talk about it. It, Anna up, was it upsets like, me. Anna was coming around the side of the sofa and offloaded her. She goes, think quick. <laughs> <laughs> up until that... I never dropped any of my kids because I'm concentrating when I'm holding them. So yeah. obviously they're not exactly the same. Was Molly sweating human at the <laughs> yeah. time? Yeah. Was she? yeah, she was. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, maybe Tom. Maybe Tommy had just been handling her before me. <laughs> you know. You know what? Tommy drew her to me. She was all sweating. I spoke to Tommy. You know what? He, you know what? You know what? What, what Schmidt has done though, man, is created ball focus as an actual attribute to have. Yeah. Because you know, like it, it can be. Like if you're coaching and you can just and someone drops a ball, you go, you know, and they just go, oh yeah, yeah, I just I just dropped it, you know, it's oh I'll try better. But if you say like, where's your ball focus? Like where is your actual? Are you focusing on catching that ball? Like you're obviously not doing that. Mm. So you're trying to put it as in like this is something that you can actively be doing. So you can be focusing on catching the ball. Do, do you get what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. um, To be honest, it's not the skill. It's not the the handling errors. I like the handling errors. I completely put down the, hum- the humidity. Like New Zealand best handling in the world, yeah, had the yeah. same problem yesterday. Um, any team that's played in those conditions kind of have, have, have had those problems. It's the All Blacks' response to, the, to it is not to drop their head or not to, to go within themselves. It's, um, it's more so 
whether the players are going to make a detrimental mistake like line speed out of defence on against Japan, it kind of <clears throat> I feel that cooler jets when they started giving giving away penalties. Players were almost afraid to get out get off the get off the line, and I was like, is this because uh, they're going to get bollocked for giving away penalties? Despite as we as we've found out since that they those penalties weren't for an actual offside. And then, like a lot of criticism has fallen on the players this week that they don't some of the outside backs or some of the um, you know not the nine and tens aren't calling what's in front of them out wide mm. or creating uh, something out of nothing, seeing an opportunity. And I'm again, I'm thinking, is that because the environment that's not encouraged in the environment? Well, I, I see your point. I see your point. I, I, and I question that because we were so soft against Japan out wide like you would put line speed pressure on the first receiver and then he'd go oh I've got to get the ball out of my hands quickly so you're trying to affect his pass his pass accuracy but that's all, you only get the return on that if the guy outside you when you're putting that line speed on is, is, is flat with you so you can actually capitalise on a poor pass outside or someone trying to catch the ball but if your back line if your defensive line is staggered all the way you're allowing space for them and they can run at you and then that's why Japan looked like the All Blacks against us because they've got time and space to run at us um, and I, I did wonder, well, maybe possibly because there was three, there was you know four offsides called against us, and three of them were World Rugby came back and said like, listen, three of them weren't actually weren't shouldn't have been penalties. But I, I, I think in the Japan game, yeah, mm. in the Japan game, they were saying that they weren't penalties. But I don't think that's it. I think it was just it was just poor from Ireland. Mm. Um, why? Why? I don't know. I think one, one of the reasons is is Japan. Their nine keeps playing either side of the rook. So if you keep playing either side of the rook, you're always trying to get a miss, uh, get a, get a matchup, get the same amount of defenders as the attack have either side of the rook. So if Japan go open, you're going to fold a couple of players open, and then if Japan come back blind, you're going to fold a couple of players blind. And Saris do it really well as well, where they just keep attacking either side of the rook until they see, oh, they haven't got the matchup right here, and then they rip the ball to the edge. The thing is with that is a lot of teams, good teams will do that and you still need to be able to back yourself to get up get, for your wingers to get high on the edge. I know I know, Andy Farrell is a big advocate of line speed and he wouldn't be so much on the wingers getting high if they feel they're under the pump they're going to go into a, into a hunt mentality where they push them towards the touchline but they are aggressive with it. It's not, it's not just backing off and going, run at me, run at me. It's more like, okay, I'm going to try and get you towards the touchline but once I feel we've, we've, I'm going I'm to come at you and put your skill, on, skill set under pressure. Mm. But Ireland were passive I, there. I, I think um, Farrell asked Farrell ask a lot of the wingers in general. I think he requires, and it's not just you either sit back or you stay up. He, what he wants from his winger is to manipulate what the 10 actually does. Telling lies. Telling lies. So, <clears throat> so he would say... You need to explain what that is, man. So, so, so telling lies is basically, um, he said, if, if you've got the ball in hand... There's no point in looking at what the defence are doing because they're only telling lies. They're only showing that and then they're going to actually execute something else in defence. So he says whenever the tens uh, just about to get the ball, then you can show up flat and then you convince him that the kick option is the option and then you drop back. So you're making him do what you want to do, mm-hmm. what you want him to do. But it's very, very difficult to do that whenever there's you know, there could be 40 metres to make up in mm. a matter of a couple of seconds. So. Yeah. And sometimes you can just get lucky, and he'll he'll think, "Oh, that's a, you know, it's a great play because you've you've shown him one thing, you've done the opposite." But a lot of tens look out for that now. Mm. I know because we talked about it with Ireland. I know whenever we played against Munster or Leinster, 
I knew that they <clears throat> I knew that they knew what I was trying to make them do. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Earlsy is very good at it because he's so athletic, man. He gets up, he gets back. Um, yeah, I was never as athletic as Earlsy. Attack wise, then, like I know that's defensively. Sorry, um, Baz. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Your point. I, I was gonna. This is what, what you were coming to. Is like, can players get under, put under so much pressure that they actually go into their shells? Yeah. But in the second, the second half, it's not that we went into our shells. We we played. We we played we we kicked the ball more in the first half. Yeah, we had more structure to how we progressed <clears> up the field, and so we lost lost a bit of structure in the in the second yes. half. Yes, but even even like if the biggest criticism coming out of the Japanese game attack wise was our lack of variety, our uh, static carries. Yeah, um, that happened again today. And again today, so I'm like, how? So did we look tired though? Is no, that... nothing to do with tired. Even watching no. back the Japanese game, man, I'm not. I'm not looking at them going, they're tired. I'll come back to Angus Gardner. I thought we looked Gardner. tired in, uh, in the Japanese game. I'll come back to Angus Gardner. I'll, I, I want to uh, have a pop off him in a minute. But um, I think the, the I think that the lack of learning from last week to, to or last weekend to today, when they're still taking those stats, even on quick ball, you'd see like quick ball, we might make a few yards. Our next uh, carries or carriers, let's say, would arrive Three seconds before the ball is ready, yeah, uh, yeah and then it's yeah. no, arrive, sprint. So it's not a lack of effort; <clears throat> it's sprint to stop, and then they're stopping a yard away from the rock and carrying. And you're like, and you, and you pointed out yesterday when when you were reviewing the All Blacks uh, Canada game, the difference there is Canada know or the All Blacks know. Okay, Canada are going to take a bit of line speed here, so we'll just take 15 yards back off the line mm. and uh, and move the ball at ease rather than putting yourself under that much pressure and making it easier for the defenders. Is the breakdown not accurate enough? Is the ball not being... In, in, the, first half, in the first half, I thought the breakdown when we got into the 22, we were really moving, removing opposition bodies, moving them well beyond where the ball is and creating, creating good, quick, clean ball. The second half, what, what Baz is talking about, like there was definitely, um, you know... I think Ty got very flat quite a few times, very, very tight. Um, <clears throat> much like we saw James Ryan doing the previous week, like, and James is going back against the grain, always looking for that short ball, which he's generally very good at, but we were quite flat onto it. Um, so, yeah, that, that was an area that we could get better at. And even in the second half, I think, I'm just trying to think here, I have it. In the second half, we were trying to move the ball towards the end and we were just so flat all the way through it mm. they went off the top of the line and went really really flat and then came back to the short side and uh, they just played back to, to Conway who made a little breach but it was the, it was the play the initial strike was so flat mm. but like uh, I think again you made the point last night that when Scott Barrett got the ball uh, for New Zealand let's say in the middle of the field off regular phase play, mm. not uh, quick ball, not slow ball, it was the middle of the field. He found himself uh, probably second or third receiver out in the middle of the field. And uh, he's, he's taken the ball really deep, nice and deep. He takes it up, draws a defender, stays as straight as possible and has the skill set to create, um, <coughs> create space out wide just like a back would do. Just stays in the middle of the field, up and down, in his lane, all the way through. He's either... He's either going to carry, or he's going to distribute, or he's going to hold someone running those lines. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's simple, and it's like something we should all do. And 
uh, when you think about us having we to... We should all be doing it. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can do it. Uh, it's, uh, but then you look at our, like, and not to shit all over <clears throat> what we have, because those players we have can do it, but they're mm. not encouraged to do it. So when we come up against, let's say, the All Blacks or, or, or South Africa in, in the quarterfinal, across our our second rows and back rows, if we got the kind of players that will have the confidence to do it, I suppose to, t- to take up that position and be a creative uh, player that we need outside of, at the moment, chips, seven, yeah. seven I think, what are we, seven tries? Five of them have been chips or something like that. <clears throat> I don't know. Let's stop. But yeah, it's pro- probably it's probably fairly accurate. I don't know, Baz. I think the fun, like, look, we we won the first game convincingly. Bonus point. We won the third game convincingly. In the middle, we had a game, and I think I think the biggest issues coming from the Japan game were probably that. We didn't manage the game well with our exiting. Um, sorry, we are just in terms of our game management, we didn't kick the ball enough. We put, should have put the Japanese under more pressure by kicking the ball more. I think we kicked it 19 times. We're normally kicking the ball about 25 times, 24 on average. And that doesn't mean that if we just kicked the ball another five times, we would have won the game. But it would have been... There was four massive set-piece turnovers. Uh, there was one on 30 minutes. It was a, a Rory over through a line-out. And we've been really good up to that point. There was one, I think it's on 35 minutes when we conceded a scrum penalty against the head against Japan. There was 49 minutes we we lost the line out. And on the 49 minute one, that was, it was such, we had such good momentum starting the second half in that we had, we had a scrum, we had to exit. Murr plays Chris Farrell, uh, he hits it up and then he comes back against the grain, hits James Ryan, two great carries. He puts a box kick up Erlsey gets up to contest it. Japan knock it on. We get a scrum. We win a scrum penalty. We now kick the ball into the into the Japanese twenty-two. We have an attacking line out there. You know, this is just this is brilliant management all the way up the field. Like being really efficient, not not one off carry, one off carry, one off carry, trying to get up the field. And um, did you think we were doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then did we you think we were doing that in from let's say the what, what they scored in the 55, 55th minute. And we had a bit of a purple patch there for about 10 or 15 minutes where we owned the ball. Did you think we were in a position to, to, to play like that? Because I think it was mo- we were mostly in their half for that mostly. 15 minutes. Mostly. We are mostly in their half for that 15 minutes. And here's my problem with Gardner. So at this point, Gardner's given, he's given them, with Gar says, has given them four offside calls against us, which has given them, you know, nine points, let's say, or more of them was... He's given a, a, a couple of penalties, like a penalty against a man he was, when he was on his elbow and, and at the same time there was someone clearing out on the side and, and Healy was flipped on his head. They had that high challenge on Kearney. Earlsey was taken off, out off the ball on a couple of high chases. And then for that 15-minute purple patch, Japan are half a yard offside, like we saw Garces penalising uh, Russia for today. They're a half a yard ahead of the hindmost foot. Mm. So we're trying to create that that quick ball by taking a little short dart off nine or, or a carry to create quick ball, but they're a half a yard offside. And then we're, we've been driven back and then we're trying to do it again and we're driven back. Like, I'm delighted that, he's, that they've come out and they've kind of rubbished him because 
he's, he's, he's on a winner there. He's reffing the home nation in front of the packed home stadium. There's been a lot of shit given out about tier two nations not getting ref properly. Um, and he just goes out and gives them absolute home advantage. And I think, like, pile the pressure and the momentum, uh, pile the pressure on us and put all the momentum on the Japanese side. And, and I, did he get there? Did he get pulled from, from a game at the weekend? Mm. Is that yeah, one of our penguins came out with that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I take your point, that, and that yeah. is a good point. That if you think of it from the psychology of going in, refing the the host, the host nation, you know they're a tier two side. So like, and people say, oh, they always get. The... But on the same way, and and <clears throat> I just, I'm just conscious of like, if 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 all of the things were equal, and and that happened with Gardner, and then we lost the game. But, and I understand 100%. It's so like, hard to say that, but, though. But like. think of it, think, man, we lost. We had four set pieces that we turned over. I, the three that I named, and then on 57, or I think it was 57 minutes, we had an exit scrum, and CJ played to Chris Farrell. Chris Farrell carried under into CJ, and we turned the ball over, and then they scored a try off that. So that's yeah. four big, massive momentum swings in the game that, that we had. And we also then, because we were so passive in defence, we, uh, we end up conceding... 185 metres more than them. Mm. They carried the ball 24 times more than us, yet they, they carried, their, their metres gained was 185 metres. Again, is that because we're, after the first 40 minutes, we're, we've been pinged and they've gotten themselves back into the game for being offside, when we were not offside? So then it, it seeps in, you get into the dressing room and Joe's kind of going, stop being offside in the middle of the field and then our line speed drops <coughs> in the second half. Shit, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then, I like, don't know that. You saw, like, uh, I think in that purple patch I'm talking about, their seven comes through the side of the rock and, like, putting his hands up in the ground and, like, walks through yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks yeah, through yeah. Murray and stops our, our quick... But Murray's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then we, the next pass, because he slowed the ball down, we get tackled and knock it's, it on. It's frustrating, And it's yeah. a turnover. If, if we had been, in the second half, if we'd been um, slow... To, to kind of initiate our, our takeoff off the line in defence, then I think that would be more of an explanation. But I think we were just passive in general. I think we, we it's not like we just, we waited a second to make sure okay, we were onside right, yeah, and yeah. then paired up. Yeah, that's I think right. we, yes, we yes. kind of trudged up slowly. All right. No, well, everybody was trudging up slowly <laughs> apart from Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah Josh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Josh would put the, and that's what gave this big massive dog leg outside. Like, Josh would put line speed pressure on the first receiver. He'd play the pass and the next guy would be like, oh, I've got loads of time here. Mm-hmm. Even, even for their try, when I watched it back, um, I think it's for their try from the scrum, Tanaka, the nine, or the replacement nine, plays a really flat pass to Yakamura, their 12, who actually ends up carrying, who gets beyond the Irish scrum because he's just flying, like, why aren't we coming up to meet him mm-hmm. at least mid, midway or, or close to midway? So he makes loads of momentum there. Then, then Tanaka goes back to the blind side and drops <clears throat> Lameki, the blind side winger, back on a, on a little switch on the short side, which is really clever rugby, just trying to hold him. And then he comes back, I think he's a, a one-off carry. And then he's got the six, who's, I mean, the six, Hamino, is probably nine metres away. And the nine, it's, it's, it's medium speed ball. Tanaka pulls that ball to Hamino, the six, who has to catch the ball up over his head. He then has time then to open his hips up to get back out to carry overs into Erlsey. Mm. And I was like, this dude's a six. You know what I mean? He, like, I, I can't say he's... Like, we should be firing off the line there. And then in, by, by that stage, the Japanese are like, we have so much time on the ball that you have the confidence then to play that rip pass with the little tip on the edge for mm. Fukuoka 
to score. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but look, it's it's okay. it's, do, it's, do, it's done. It's done. You're right. And look, it's uh, done. Uh, um, a lot of people complain that game. It shouldn't have been called out. But I think it's no, you're better look, off. Yeah, calling. yeah, yeah. Is I there think any truth? The players get called out. Yeah. So why should refs not get called out? Is there any truth? I heard a rumor that he gets uh, the Japanese uh, like catapult him out of Japan now that he's gone from the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> to get, like a big giant. <laughs> a cannon. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Would they not just put him on a big, a big Japanese flower and then just push him off the sea and go, bye um, Avenge me. Sorry, Avenge just one, me, last, one, one, last rugby, one last rugby point, man. If you, comparatively, if you compare when South Africa played Japan in, in the Rugby World Cup warm-ups, South Africa beat them by 40 points, man, because the, the South African wings get high all the time and get into the passing channel and then yeah. it's so hard to get the ball outside. In hindsight, it would have been the perfect game for Ireland to have come up hard and made a few risks in defence and put them under pressure. Yeah. But I can see why they didn't in a way. I can see why they brought in a slightly more passive defence because they might have just thought, listen, if, if we're going to implement a, a, a risky defence, then there's chances we're going to miss miss tackles, slip off. There's, they might get their tails up, get their nose through, get offloads away. I, I don't but care. if I think they might have thought that <clears throat> they might not threaten us that much, so why don't we just kind of contain them, contain them, you know, kind of go side to side, mm. be a little bit more passive, and eventually they'll cough the ball up, we'll get a foothold in the game, and we'll score a couple of tries. And I can see how that was the mindset. You know, maybe not even um, communicated that way, but I just think, you know, let's contain them. They might not be able to threaten us as much as they. There's no way they expected Japan to be as threatening out wide as they were. Were they not saying was the was 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 Joseph the Japan head coach not saying that he wanted to try and send to Eddie Jones before the World Cup? He wanted to try and get ball and play time up to 50 minutes. Like they looked so fit against <clears throat> us because they were just. But running. in previous games, they looked incapable of 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 getting anywhere near the yeah, same kind of continuity yeah, that they in, had. In, yeah, in the Russian game, they hustled they look, us. They look, they look brutal. They look do brutal they, in the Russian game, man. Yeah. Do we do enough though to to t- to tire a team out? Like, did we do enough to tire them? When you th- when you say, well, like, all we did know, was run backwards, man. We ran yeah, backwards against yeah. them. But even in defending. attack, <laughs> like uh, I think Mike Mike Tyndall had a Jazz proper <laughs> Mike Tyndall had a prop <laughs> a proper pop of uh, a proper prop a proper prop <laughs> <laughs> a proper pop of Ireland again on the uh, English House of Rugby. Um, Kind of questioning our. Has that come straight from the top? Is that the royal family having a pop at us? Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Feckers. Queenie, <laughs> Queen again. Uh, yeah, having a, I got a go at our attack again that he hasn't seen um, us play an attacking style of rugby that I suppose he'd fear for over eighteen months. Um, I think Pat might have a clip of that. Peter Man, he was the liability in that game. He could have given away so many penalties, and I don't know how they didn't get. He didn't get a yellow card in, in a couple of occasions. Like the laws have moved on, and I still don't think he has. Ringrose, yeah, in that first twenty minutes was unplayable. <coughs> Give him the fucking ball. Uh, you know, he, he he was making line breaks. He was so they had the a game there in that first twenty minutes that they should have just stuck to. Yeah, but they didn't keep the ball on the field and actually play the ball. Play the ball from deep. All right, uh, Tindell um, having a, a little pop again. Uh, I'm going to take the positives out of that because it's hard to listen to. So uh, I'm like, yeah, whatever, Tyndall. It's grand. Like, 
It's easy. It's fine for us to say it. It's fine for us to criticise. Not okay for you. We, we uh, would agree with all of that. But when he says it, we were like, who does he think he is? Yeah, yeah. So. His rugby is very, very sharp. He's super sharp in his rugby. And we lost to Japan, so you have to take your baiting. That's it. Let's take your baiting and, and we'll go on. Okay. But, well, yeah, we but beat, he, he was we quite positive. Russia. We beat <laughs> yeah. Russia. And some positives I thought from the Russian game. Uh, Reese Roddick was unbelievable. Um, yes. Such an understated fella. I don't know him, but he comes across like that anyway. Um, and, uh, like, carried ferociously, got through an amount of work, scored a great try. Um, as he worked to six, the six for Russia, man, was basically standing upright there. Look at the leg drive here from Reese Roddick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, look at the six's body position going into the tackle. But you're right. He, he played really well, and we needed someone in the back row to play really well, particularly when losing Jordy, you know? Yeah. Poor and Jack Jordy Conner. definitely, Jordy popped a rib, <clears throat> is that right? Well, he, he see, I think he was in a mall, and I think someone came in, and it was Mall D, and he just saw uh, Ireland were penalised for, uh, I think Killer was illegally mo- forming the mall, sliding up, and you just see, when the referee pings it, you just see Jordy Murphy's down holding his rib. So played it down for 10 minutes yeah, with the rib, like, it didn't look which good. was pretty... Impressive. Obviously, he's just gotten off the plane. He mm. wanted to stay out as long as he possibly could. But have you either of you popped a rib before? That's something that you'd come back with within a week uh, or yeah, two? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. I popped one y- years ago, man. What does that mean when you pop a rib? Yeah. I think it's rib cartilage. Yeah. It's always uh, thrown out, though. <laughs> yeah. It's popped I, it again. I'd, I'd done something with rib cartilage, and it just it was kind of hard to breathe. Okay. And uh, I, think, I, think, I think I got some sort of shots or something like that in it, and I was able to play. Mm. We're playing Borders. That's how long ago it was. Oh. <laughs> borders. I was, in, I was like, oh, injecting. They injected me. You know what was really good from today? Uh, I thought was was pretty good. Is is on fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes forty five. Ireland had an, a, a line out. They went off the top. Sexton kicked the crossfield for Conway. Then it, it went. It, I think Russia knocked it in. Uh, Ireland got a quick mm. uh, Ireland tr- Conway tried to take a quick line out Russia were offside and then <clears throat> took a quick one and went across for Erzie. Like that is that mm. is that's good variation in our game. Mm. Like and if we're gonna if people are gonna be critical, like that was the first half to me was really good. The second half, the, particularly the third quarter, was just was just full of handling errors. But move on now and you know you can't you can't bounce back from getting beat by Japan by playing Russia the next week. There's Neat. nothing. Yeah, you can't and say. You see, we are the best team in the uh, world. There's, so a, there's a manner Russia. in which you can, I think. And it's not. No, at best, it's. Um, well, of course you beat them. They're Russia. Of course you hammered them. Yeah, uh, that's your right. best yeah. case yeah. scenario. Apart from that, it's a lot of the a lot of the other <coughs> tier one teams have struggled to, yes. to hockey other teams. Scotland right? will. Scotland Russia will be an interesting game. Yeah. Because like Japan didn't tear up any trees against them. Japan really struggled, and uh, like. England beat Tonga, England beat USA, but didn't rip them apart. Didn't put 80 points on them, you know. So I, I actually thought, like, I thought the Russian 10, his kick accuracy was phenomenal. Jim, you've got to see this guy. Like, he was kicking the ball like, like someone's trying to kick, like his life depended on him. And he was kicking the ball. He was up in the air, lashing it into the air. And it was like, it was causing lots of, lots of problems. I actually have a question for you. There was an exit in the, in the, in the second half. Ireland moved the ball. I think it might have been off the scrum. I, I know. I'm going to ask you the question <laughs> though. But they moved the ball. Uh, I think it was off a scrum. I find where where it was. They moved the ball to the edge, and uh, and Rob Carney, Rob Carney drilled the ball down the field. And that's the one where that you're on about Artemiev 
drill that one back. Yeah, yeah. But there was no one covering the backfield. It should be 10 covering the backfield there, wasn't it? it? So 10 moved yeah. it. They moved it was to it the McGrath edge. I, tried to... I think it was McGrath who was there, yeah. but I would have thought that... I would have thought, so obviously open winger, 15, and both going to chase. It could be either 10 or it could be... It, it probably, I think it's probably 10. Yeah, 10 yeah, in that yeah. corner and then blind wing in this corner. Yeah. Because I, I, we got exposed there, man. Like, was it Johnny or was it um, Carty? It was Carty. Um, I want to play a clip of well. Jamie Heaslip and Eddie O'Sullivan having a little spat on RTE because I thought it was very funny. Well, where are we? We we just won with a bonus point. We did all we can do. Um, I mean, okay, yeah, we'd love to score away more tries. They didn't. Um, get over it. Mm. They have the bonus point win. <coughs> they need one more win here and, and they're probably going to qualify them from the group. And, and and then it's into knockout rugby, and anything goes in knockout rugby. Exactly. We've Every day is a new day. We've so come out on top of our groups. No problems. And, and as Jamie said, they're no problems. No, but they're, pro- they're, pro- they're proved on a one-off. Let's see here. I'll move on. I don't think it's get over it. Get over <laughs> it. Get, get, get. <laughs> um, yeah, the two of them are going at it, which is great. Uh, uh, Owen um, uh, from Second Captains, his response to the last time that they kind of had a bit of a, a fallout, yeah. and then everybody was uh, talking about Jamie's uh, facials. And then Owen was like, well, his face has to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved uh, Brent Pope just in the middle of it, just looking quite awkward again. Um, okay, well, we, uh, have we summed all of that up? He's, he's, Jamie's not wrong in terms of what, what that Dara O'Brien said in terms of if there's the middle of the road that, that everyone swings left and right. Yeah. We've beaten Scotland, we're going to win the World Cup. Yeah. We lost to Japan, we're useless. Yeah. And then we've beaten Russia and like, oh, we're still useless. But we're not, do you know what I mean? We, we're, not, we're not playing as well as we could by a, by a million miles. But mm. it's, not, it's not disaster. But people love that. They love to, you know, sitting in the middle is kind of, it's, it doesn't, from a media point of view, it doesn't really generate that much yeah. hype. So yeah. being one way, being either it's it's amazing yeah. or it's dog shit. No, you don't get any clickbait out of mm. Ireland. We're okay. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Not no, right, I'm not going to read yeah. that. Mm. I'm going to use get over it now a bit more. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't park there. Get over it. <laughs> That's my baby. Get over it. <laughs> we'll be back in part three with black and white. You're listening to Baz and Andrews House of Rugby on Joe. Together with Guinness. All right, lads, time for black and white. Cool. Everyone knows the point of Guinness is the perfect opportunity to come together, but this statement that I'm about to give you will tear the house apart. Here we go. Inside your statement, inside your envelope, is a statement. And Andrew, you're going to be arguing for. Barry, you're going to be arguing against. The statement is, Boris Johnson is doing a great job so far. Andrew, 30 seconds on the clock. Boris Johnson is doing a great job so far. <laughs> Boris Johnson, um, for me, I think he's, he's had an outstanding innings so far. Um, uh, he said we're going to leave um, the EU on the 31st. Uh, the UK. <laughs> he said the UK are going to leave like that, is it? the yeah. EU on the 31st of October. And for me, well, who knows? <laughs> but he certainly seems like he's on schedule so far. Um, he has nearly been arrested, but that's a little bit of an issue. But uh, we'll just get around that, and we'll just go on with getting out of the EU on the 31st of October, just like um, there was a demogra- democratic um, referendum. A demo-referendum. Right, Time up, yeah. demagogue. Time up. He is quite a demagogue. That's a good, that's a good uh, what is a demagogue? example. 
It's like a demon devil from Stranger Things. Stranger Things is what I <laughs> the only reference. He is exactly for. the demagogue from Stranger Things, I think and so. you are one of his little uh, what am rabid I? dogs that that flies around with a little weird face that tries yeah. to bite people. That's you, man. You just yeah. you just sided yourself with the demagogue. Yeah. Whereas I am Will, the cool kid. Uh-huh. He's the guy with the braces. <laughs> They can't really talk properly. <laughs> Do you think it's over? There's going to be a Stranger Things 4 and we're going to wipe you out. Yeah. Me and Boris. And the rest of them. <laughs> there you go. Time's up. Now, Jerry, oh. who do you think? They were equally shit. So nobody... He's never seen Stranger Things. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Get over um, it. Get over it. Okay. I'm going to give you Baz... Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. We don't need to get, um, drop anything on We've the leaderboard. We've run out of points. I think we, haven't got any, give... we haven't got props. I'm going to give, give, give Baz that one. Because <gasps> of, because of get over it. Get over it. Ooh. Ah, yes. Now stealing, mm. stealing from you to That's give a, to me. It's a draw. It's a 14 now. point turnaround. Right. Thanks everybody for listening on all your favorite apps. And for those of you watching on YouTube, hello. Please do leave us a rating and review to let us know what you like. And what you don't like. Or if you don't you don't like it, you just get over it. Get over it. We are not here to serve. Pat wrote here to serve, but oh. nah, sorry, Pat. Uh, cheers to everyone that was involved in making the show this week. To Pat, to Alan, to Fiona, and to Anthony. Thanks to Jerry. Uh, thank you, Trimby. Thank you, Pat, again. This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby. Here on Joe, together with Guinness Party on. Party on. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.